0: Disclaimer, Third Eye Therapy is a podcast. I and my co-host are not licensed therapists. If you feel you need a licensed professional, please reach out to one immediately. Our speech, content, dialect, and open communication is not meant to dictate your life or offer advice, but rather encourage freedom as a state of mind. Yo, 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 what's the deal, pickle? (laughs) y'all know I stay on them corny jokes (laughs) it's your girl Monica I am the content creator and visionary leader of third eye therapy podcast and welcome to another episode and another one so this episode I celebrate me my birthday was April 7th But that doesn't matter because the whole month of April is mine. Okay? Mine. And I wanted to say thank you so much for all of the love that I received. For everybody who wished me a happy birthday on my birthday. For those who took the time to um, call me, message me, or leave me a sweet message or post or whatever. I was so, so happy, so humbled, so grateful, thankful, and blessed. So thank y'all so much for making my special day um, so special. And I turned 35, so I felt like that was a milestone. But this episode is happy birthday to me. That's what it is. Because it took me 35 years to really celebrate me. Although that seems kind of sad, that's the truth. 35 has revealed some beautiful things to me, and it's also revealed just when you think you have it all figured out, you don't. (laughs) Oh man. So here's to 35 from my perspective. So this episode I really want to just celebrate me. And I'm going to go through with y'all, do give y'all a little recap of my birthday and all of the awesome things that have happened and what I did. But more importantly, how I even got here with y'all scallywags. <laughs> Seriously, it took me 35 years to celebrate me. And I'm, fret not, because I'm not sad that it took 35 years. There's a part of my brain that wants to sit there and be sad and wallow in Oh my god, it took 35 years to celebrate me No, I flipped the script I'm exactly where I am meant to be Right here, right now And at 35 years old, I get to do what I love And I'm so happy I have never been happier than I am right now at 35 years old I am fulfilling my dream and have found my purpose. You're seeing it, you're hearing it, right here, right now. And that's freaking amazing. And I'm living in it, and you're witnessing it, and you're hearing it, my voice, in your ear, right now. I am on multiple platforms, and I have already exceeded all of the goals that I had already set for myself at this point in time and um, my podcast has reached people from all over the globe so far and this is just the beginning this is this is not even like haven't even scratched the surface yet Um, so I am so thankful to everybody who supported me thus far people who have um, just clicked to share or even your listening ear is a blessing and a gift to me so thank you so 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 much from the bottom of my heart and what others don't realize you're also exactly where you're meant to be right here right now in this present moment because all that we have is this present moment i spent my birthday doing all the things that i love to do and it was like really fulfilling because you're not waiting on other people to plan um, your birthday or other people to even make time or want to spend time with you on your birthday right I was not concerned of those things although I was so appreciative of the people who did take the time to wish me a happy birthday I had so much love on April 7th y'all it was like, wow, I thank God every day for this beautiful life that he gave me um, because my life is a miracle. And um, if y'all didn't know that, then y'all are finna find out. And who better to tell the story than the woman who prayed me into existence? to me boys to men don't do it to me I'm not going to cry that's right y'all my mama is the guest on this episode because who else who else she's the whole reason why I'm here my mother is the epitome of a virtuous woman she is a woman who is God fearing she is after God's own heart my mother's prayers have saved me a time or two or 10 20, 30 or 40 times in my life and I am so 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 blessed to call her mine. Man. Don't get me in my boys to men feels. <laughs> One thing's for certain, my mother is going to have the biggest mansion in heaven. I I know it. I just know it. <laughs> She's also so certain that she is God's favorite. She, she, you, look, you can fight her on it. And one last thing, my mother's prayers are always heard and always answered. Let's give my mama a call so she can tell y'all the story of how I'm even here. Let me holler at her real quick, and she better answer Mama, ooh, I didn't mean to make you call. Hey, Mom. Hey. Okay, so are you ready to tell everybody listening you are on a recorded line?
1: Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: How your most precious, favorite child came into
1: existence. <laughs> <laughs> my miracle, my miracle child. Yes, I'm ready.
0: Go ahead. Everybody's listening.
1: Oh my. Okay, let me go back to 19. Well, 87. Well, that was when you were born. But before that, it was on a Thanksgiving. I believe it was like 1985. I was getting ready. I was baking all kinds of goodies because we we're going to go to Ben and Lenore's for Thanksgiving. And I'm at Belia's house baking, and then I have a miscarriage. That was it for our trip. I had to end up in the hospital. And from then on, I had like three or four, let me see, one, two. Yeah, about three. Miscarriages. Uh, For some reason or another, every time I'd go to the doctor, they'd say that it was a pregnancy of some sort, but there was never a baby. It was like um, the egg wouldn't attach to the wall of the uterus, and it it would never form into a baby, so it would be like a miscarriage. And on the next time, it was in... 1986, I guess, I started feeling real sick. I started feeling bad. Anyway, I went to see the doctor. And when I get there, we drove all the way to Wharton to see. That's where my doctor was, Dr. Zinger. He told me I was going to need a hysterectomy. And we decided, well, if the doctor said I needed a hysterectomy, I packed my bags, packed the suitcase and pray you know told everybody that that I was going to go in the hospital and go ahead and have that hysterectomy but and let me back up a little bit before that of course we wanted another child we had Reuben Mark and Veronica and Veronica was about five years old and she wanted a sister so bad And she kept saying, Mom, every night she'd come to everybody's bed. Mom and Dad, pray so Jesus can give us a little sister. And she would go to the boys' bedroom and say, Bubba, pray so Jesus can give us a baby sister. And we'd go to the grocery store, and she'd pick out the biggest watermelons, and she would say, Mom, buy this one, buy this one. That way you can have a baby. (laughs) We can have a baby sister. I mean, she would not let up, and... I remember when she would come to her bed at night, you know, and and the doctor had already told me that I couldn't have any more kids, and I probably needed a hysterectomy real quick, real soon. She would come, and I wanted to cry every time she would say, "Mother, pray, y'all pray, so Jesus give us a baby sister," and and uh, she already had the name, and I'm gonna name her Monica, so she can name she, so she can rhyme with Veronica. And she would just, every night, would not let up. Her faith was persistent. So then when I started feeling sick, I told your dad, you know, let's go and get the hysterectomy. So I told Grandma was there to watch the other three kids as we left. And I packed my bags. And before I left, I called a real dear friend of mine, Linda Locke, and asked her to pray with me that I had made up my mind, I was going to go ahead and go in. And she prayed, she prayed for God to have his way and to have, you know, whatever he wanted me to do and even a miracle. So I prayed, that was the last prayer and we just took off and me and your dad are driving 30 miles to get from Bay City to Wharton to see the doctor and on the way over there we didn't say a word we were so quiet just like we were going to a funeral and then we get over there and his office was next door to the hospital so we went in and they said well the doctors it's going to be a while for your appointment because he's over there delivering a baby at the hospital they said but go ahead and come on in and give us a a urine specimen while you wait. So I did that, and we went and sat down. We were there so sad, just waiting for the doctor. And then finally, by 11:30 or 12, he comes in, and I. They call me in to <clears throat> to the exam room, and I go in there and I see the doctor, and I said, "Well, doctor, I'm here." You know, I'm all packed up. I'm here. Go ahead and do, you know, do the hysterectomy, whatever you have to do. I'm ready. And he looks at me and he says, Well, I don't think so. Not right now, anyway. Not at least for another 10 months. And I said, Why? I mean, then I became so disappointed because I had prayed myself and put myself in God's hands and I was ready. And he said, Well, because you're pregnant. I said, What? and he said yeah uh, you're pregnant and I said how is that he said the urine specimen says you're expecting and he said but let me send you back to he said let them go ahead and do the the sonogram so they went in there and they were doing the sonogram and there was a little heartbeat beating a hundred miles an hour and your dad's right there beside me and I'm over there screaming at the top of my head I was so happy and excited and the ladies that were doing the the two ladies that were there doing the sonogram said, "Is this your first baby?" I said, "No, it's my fourth. <laughs> they said, "Your fourth and you get this excited every time." And then I got a I had a chance to testify to them and tell them about the goodness of God and what a miracle that was. At that, that day, I had got in, packed up in my suitcase and everything ready for. Surgery And God gave me the desires of my heart and answered the prayers of my little girl that was back home praying for a baby sister. And my mother was there so sad when I left the house to leave to the hospital. She was crying and praying for a miracle, too. So it was a time of rejoicing. And I, and I, I was supposed to start a new job that following week. And we got get out of the hospital uh, out of the doctor's office, and your dad says, um, and this, back then we didn't have cell phones or anything. I had to stop at a at a uh, pay phone. phone yeah, pay phone and put my quarters in there and call and or my dimes in there and tell them that I was quitting. I hadn't even started that I wasn't going to be able to take the job at the insurance company because your dad didn't want to take any chances of us losing that baby so uh, and I got to testify there, every store. And then we went out to eat at K2 in Bay City. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs, telling our waitress that I was pregnant. And everybody always asked me, is this your first? No, it's my fourth. And they would say, oh, my gosh. And I got to testify and tell them about the goodness of God. And all mm-hmm. I can say is any time that... <clears throat> That you're needing a miracle just ask with all your heart and God will give you more than you even think or expect or imagine he's such a good loving merciful God that loves us so much and knows everything about us he knows how many hairs are on our heads he knows us before we're even born when we're in our mother's womb he knows us by name and he had a purpose and a plan for for you Monica to come into this world and and God used you at such an early age you would lay hands on people and they would be healed so many of my friends would ask you for prayer as a little girl and God just answered prayers I remember Nash; you prayed for her and she got healed Joyce her arm was hurting so bad her shoulder and you prayed and The pain instantly left. So God has a purpose and a plan for you to be here.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's to
1: spread spread his word and to let people know that there's salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. And that uh, anybody that comes to him, nobody can go to the Father except through him. In the name of Jesus Christ, everything you do and say has got to be done in the mighty, most holy, all powerful name of Jesus Christ. He is a miracle worker and a and a loving father. And anyway, we get home, and my mother says, "What are you doing here? I, you didn't have uh, the the surgery." And I said, "No." She said, "Well, what did the doctor tell you?" And, and I said, "He said that I had a tumor." And she starts going crazy what I mean she almost fainted I said yeah but this tumor has legs and feet and oh my gosh (laughs) she was just rejoicing and worshiping God and praising the Lord and Ronnie at that time was so excited that she was finally going to have a baby and from then on you were a sister and your name was Monica and the Lord answered our prayers we had harmonica, Monica. You are a miracle because the day I went in to have the hysterectomy, the day I found out I was pregnant. Imagine if, see how good God is that he had his plans for you to be born. What if I had gone a few weeks before that and your heart was not, you know, beating? What if I had gone too early? What if I had the hysterectomy and you would have never been born? But mm-hmm. see, God has a purpose and a plan. He has a purpose and a plan. He knows all things. And I if was I telling,
0: and, and I was telling everybody earlier how you your prayers are always answered, always, oh,
1: always, always, always. My God is so merciful. He's so kind. He's so loving. And I have a lot of prayers that I'm praying over you that I, that God's going to bring to fruition because that's the kind of God He is. He is so good. Oh, he's such a good God. He's so real. He's so real, and he is so faithful. If I can say one thing about Jesus Christ and my life is that he is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. Since I was a little girl, he has been so faithful to me. He has kept me in the palm of his hands and led me and guided me throughout my whole life. I don't have anything in my life that I... Can regret because he's always been there with me, carrying me through. He is no respecter of persons. What he's done for me, he could do for you. Have a personal relationship with him. You can't put nothing else beside Jesus. Jesus is the only way. He is a supreme being. He came from his throne in heaven to, to, to die to be born in a manger and then to die such a brutal death. And he did that just for you. If you would be the only person on the face of this earth, Jesus would die just for you because that's what a loving, kind God that he is. And get to know him in a personal way. All you have to do is say, Father, in the name of Jesus, and you are connected to the Father immediately through Jesus. And you can talk to him like you're talking to anybody. Just have a conversation, and if you'll listen, he'll speak to you. Through the Word of God, through the Bible, through a person, through...
0: All the signs and wonders.
1: Yes. He is a mighty God, a God that's to be worshipped. And that's why he created us, so that he could have fellowship with us, so that we could speak to him and glorify him and thank him, because one day we will be with him for all eternity. No more suffering, no more pain. No more tears, just joy and happiness in His presence. The Word of God is true. It's life. Read the Word of God and see how it energizes you. Start in Psalms and Proverbs. You need wisdom, read Proverbs. Everything about life is in Proverbs. And Psalms, I mean, you will feel the energy of God in your life when you read Psalms. Follow the word of God and Jesus Christ and him crucified. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ is the only thing that's going to save you. And and that's the only thing i got to say about that. <laughs> Jesus is faithful. Jesus is faithful.
0: They Jesus. didn't know they were coming to church today.
1: Even if you don't totally believe, accept Jesus and he will take you the way you are in your unbelief. And he will build up your, your trust and your faith. And he will lead you and guide you. And he'll make a way for you in every circumstance. If you have lack, he will He says, uh, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together and running over. And uh, he will give to you. He will bless you. Uh, you, will, you don't, and he says that my seed will never be out begging for bread. He's, gonna, he's our provider. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. Jesus is all and in all in our lives.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, he
1: is. Yes, he is. He is a good God. And I don't give credit to nothing in this world but Jesus Christ.
0: And that's how I'm here.
1: And that's how you're here, through Jesus Christ. You are a miracle. Don't ever forget that. And use your time and your energy and your love and your life. Because you're an extraordinary person, not because, you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. My children will be mighty in the land. My children will do mighty exploits for Jesus Christ, and my seed is blessed. My seed, seed, seed is blessed.
0: Mm -hmm. For thousands
1: of generations, the Bible says, if you serve God, if you accept him, his blessings follow us for thousands of generations, but if you reject them and you, you know, uh, people that that there's curses that follow people for thirds and fourths and you know generations to come, and your seed will be cursed and their seed will be cursed. It's better. It's always so easy just to serve God. It's so easy to accept and It's so easy for your life to change. I guarantee you, you accept the Lord Jesus Christ today and then one year later you look back and you say, wow, who was that back there a year ago? You will start seeing the hand of God in your life all over you. All over every area, making everything light. He puts light into everything. And we all have times when we stumble. I'm not perfect. You know, there's a lot of things in my life that, that need you know, changing and and, and the light needs to shine on it. And well, that's why you had me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I had you, so I could tell you that Jesus loves you, and he's going to see you
0: through. <laughs> and, and not, not and only, only that, but God works with a grateful heart. Just, oh, being, just yes. being grateful. Just saying, grateful. saying thank you.
1: When you are great, yeah, you learned that from me. I can tell you that. That's what I've always said. God works from a grateful heart. Always be thankful. I don't care if if you don't have anything to thank God for. Just sit there and thank him for the air that you're breathing. Thank him for the chair you're sitting on. Thank him for your home, for the roof over your head. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Because thanking him is is a way of praising and acknowledging him acknowledging that he is lord of your life if you thank him that he has provided for you that he has given you life i mean you can you can find things to thank god even in your lowest points when you feel like you're very low and down and out and you see no way start thanking jesus and you'll see how he will lift you up and he can change whatever's going on in your life in one second i mean you can be in the worst despair moment of your life and god can change it he can change it for the good and that's my lord and savior that's who my jesus is and i i mean he can do that for anybody if he's done it for me he can do it for you he loves us all he died for us all if we were the only person on the face of this earth he'd come and die for me and for you and i guarantee you you can call me a crazy lady God is such a good
0: God. One of the things that I was, uh, that one of the things, Mom, that God put on my heart this past, uh, well, this past month of April um, were the nine fruits of the Spirit. Uh, And they are patience, joy, faithfulness, love, gentleness, kindness, goodness, peace and self-control
1: exact first John 3:16 is the epitome of love for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life but it is so beautiful he, that is the epitome of love. Nobody gives their life for, for anybody, but Jesus gave his life for us, knowing how sinful and horrible we were. We killed him. We, we were there, you know, crucifying him. Humanity, as humanity, we were all there. And and yet the enemy thought that he was doing something good by killing him but he could never kill him he rose your miracle birth you were not supposed to be born the doctor had already said you need a hysterectomy there's no way around it you can't have any more babies and look what did God do he said oh yes she can whose report are we going to believe we shall believe the report of the Lord and that is yes and amen and here you are
0: Mm-hmm. How many
1: years later, or you don't want to say how many years uh, later?
0: Thirty-five. I'm I'm thirty-five. I'm years happy later. to I'm happy to say thirty-five. I'm yeah, happy I mean, to say thirty-five. You could have
1: had zero. Yes. You know you had you could have been like the other three miscarriages I had, and you weren't. God, I mean, the doctor said, "Look, there's you, those eggs are not attaching where they're supposed to attach, so no baby gets formed." and they'd have to scrape me out and this last time when I was ready just go ahead and take out whatever you got to take out and he says I'm afraid I can't do it at least not for another 10 months and I said why he said you're pregnant and then that sonogram showed your little heart beating a hundred miles an hour and I was screaming like a wild woman I scared everybody in that office. They thought it was my first kid, and it was my fourth. Oh, my gosh. It is amazing. God is so good. He's been so good to me and you've been such a good daughter to us and i appreciate you and i love you and somebody's at the door ringing the bell <laughs> <laughs> all right mom i love you so much i love you too, love you too. god bless you god and bless remember you. jesus first only jesus yes ma'am only jesus father in jesus name i bless my daughter i bless everyone that's listening and i ask you father to make yourself big in their lives show them father who you are and what you can do for them, and save every person within the sound of our voices, Father. I ask you, Lord, I entrust every one of those people that would listen to this to to be saved and to live with us forever and eternity. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Love you, Mom. Bye. Love you. Bye. Well, there you have it, y'all. That is my beautiful mother. And like she said, call her a crazy lady. But here I am living proof that her prayers were answered. I love you so much, mama. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And thank you for giving me life. I'm so appreciative. All right, now I'm going to give you guys a recap of my birthday and what I did and my birthday weekend and all of the cool things that happened. All right, so let's rewind to April 7th. All right, so the first thing I did that morning was I woke up and I prayed and I thank God for giving me 35 years of a beautiful life and... Um, you know, got up, brushed my teeth, tended to the pets. I told them how much I loved them, how thankful I was for having them in my life. I, I really do this with my pets, y'all. Um, then I was like getting so many notifications on my phone from all of you guys um, on Facebook or Instagram or my text messages. It was just like, I woke up to a a flood of messages. It was so sweet. Uh, I'm so thankful again. Um, then I came downstairs. I made me some breakfast. I got on my yoga mat, and I got on my foam roller because <laughs> when you wake up at thirty five, y'all, <laughs> the check knees light comes on and the <laughs> my my shoulder and back. and I was like, man, let me stretch. let me release any tension in my body because I was trying to just be free-flowing. I was trying to just thoroughly enjoy my day. So, um, yep, I got on the foam roller, did some stretching, listened to some good jams to get me hype in the morning. Um, pretty sure that morning I ate some nopales, and if you don't know about nopales, man, you missing out. So after I stretched, I did like a a little home workout real quick and then I was ready to go for a beautiful bike ride the weather was so nice and um, I have two different bikes I have one that's like a like a workout bike and then I have my fun bike and my fun bike is a custom uh, it's a fixed gear bike so it's like the old school ones that you got to pedal backwards and um, it's purple and it's it's my favorite bike. <laughs> it's uh, it's me. It's me. And um, I have like a, one of those hiking backpacks, those camelbacks, and uh, fill it up with water, put my speaker on, and I carried my tunes from inside and took them outside. And it was such a beautiful ride. I remember um, praying on my bike. I usually, when I get on my bike, I do pray because Let me tell you, Houston drivers, they have no shame, no remorse, and no chill. When they see bikes, there's like zero respect. Oh man, there's a couple times I've almost got hit, but I'm pretty sure my mom's prayers got me covered on that. And on my bike rides, I like to really just take in everything. I like to take in the views. I like to take in the weather. I like to take in all the beautiful signs and wonders and things that uh, reveal themselves to me. Um, and that's when I just give thanks. I have um, an attitude of gratitude. And um, really the pandemic, um, the lockdown really made me realize those things, and um, I never really took the time to celebrate me before that, because um, I was too caught up in everybody else and everything else, and um, I made it a point that this year, um, for me, I was going to really celebrate me, and celebrating me meant celebrating my life, celebrating the things that bring me joy, and the things that brought me here to this present moment. And there's been a lot of uphill battles, um, a lot of silent battles that um, I had to deal with and settle within my spirit and my heart and leaving my old life behind and a lot of people in it and decided to go on a journey of self-discovery. And this happened uh, during the lockdown of the pandemic, and it was very, extremely difficult. I needed to find myself, and I went on a journey of um, self-love. And what I discovered there was the root of a lot of internal battles that I had to face head-on. And this is what I call healing. This is what I called healing for me. And it was uh, redirecting and coming back to center, and really asking myself who am i what brings me joy do i even know what joy is anymore is this who i really am it was basically a lot of self reflection and it was also kind of like sitting with your shadow self and seeing all of the things that you don't like and why you reacted or responded that way, or is this a root of trauma, or oof, lots of things. All along though, it was all on me. I, I don't point the finger or blame anybody at that point when you're, you're that lost in the sauce. You have no one to look at but you. Because at that point, you don't even want to look at anybody. You don't even want to look at yourself. And the only thing that I could really ask myself that I really, really needed the answer to was, How have I neglected myself for this long? Mm. Why didn't I just love myself the way I loved everyone else? I found the answer to that. It was confusing. There was a lot of um, a lot of questions that I had, and uh, by me going out and reconnecting with that inner child that lives within within me, uh, I was able to heal the root of a lot of uh, ongoing and repetitive patterns that led me to places that were did not bring me joy. At that point in time, I was really disconnected to everything around me, and uh, especially, I was very much so disconnected from God. And um, in this self-discovery and self-love journey, um, God made himself very present in my life and reminded me Of my purpose and why I am here so this was a really important part of my journey and this was one of the main reasons why I celebrate me because I have a resilient spirit and that's all I'm gonna say about that so that morning bike ride on my birthday was definitely a reminder that I have so much to be thankful for. And where I'm at now versus where I was a year or two years ago, man, what a difference. And I'm sure most of you guys have even seen and witnessed the difference within me physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. I have completely transmuted that energy into something so beautiful and here I am today getting to tell all of you guys about it (laughs) hashtag growth turns out having a resilient spirit is my superpower so being gentle and kind to my mind and to my body and watching what I consume disconnecting from the internet many times and being very present, um, checking in with myself, coming back to center, and um, spending that beautiful time with my pets and my family and people who uplift me and people who enhance my life. I'm now able to see the difference and what, who, and where my energy goes to and um, allowing myself also to receive all of the abundance and the blessings that God has for me and the work that he's done in my life um, for me and to me and completely transformed me Uh, into this butterfly. And I don't have it all figured out, but I'm very much more aware and um, definitely a lot more self-aware. So that's how I spent the morning of my birthday, and that's what my bike ride represented to me. Also, as a child, I had a purple bike with a radio on it, and I love that bike. So, me on my purple bike, now at 35 years old, with my music on it oh man, bliss, pure bliss. Out in nature, taking in all the beautiful things the birds, all the little animals, the cardinals, the butterflies, the dragonflies. Man, it was magical. It truly was magical. So after my bike ride, I came home, I took a shower, and I got ready to go to work. (laughs) Y'all thought I was going to say something like, I went on a trip, I went, nah, I went to work. Mind you, I didn't take off of work, I went to work at 2. My birthday was on a Thursday, so I went to work at 2. Um, you know, it was a short shift. I worked two to eight, but it was great because um, that's that's something I enjoy. I enjoy working. I enjoy the hustle and bustle. I, I enjoy that. I feel like if I were to win the lottery or come into some kind of gold mine or money, I still would go to work. I'd be the person, you wouldn't even know what's in my bank account. I'd just be at work. Um, <laughs> So right before I went to work, I went to meet my beautiful parents and had lunch with them to celebrate my birthday, and what better way to celebrate me than with the people who brought me here and the people that I cherish the absolute most. My mom and my dad are my heart and my soul. I love them so much, uh, I can't even, yeah, I think about them and I want to cry sometimes. For me, the absolute greatest joy in this life is honoring my parents, because they have sacrificed so much, they have given so much, and I've never had to want for anything. And they are such a beautiful example, and they've been the best examples. And uh, so yeah, that was uh, definitely a highlight of my day. So, yeah, I went to work, and uh, as most people don't know, I wax for a living. So I wax people's hair all day long, everywhere, all the things. Yes, there's a ton of stories. No, I don't want to talk about it. Yes, everybody asks me that all the time. Um, But I have been an esthetician now. um, In August, it'll be 17 years Uh, And I have been waxing through and through. I've done everything in the field um, that you can imagine, but I absolutely enjoy the one-on-one with clients and and meeting new people and I get those one-on-ones with them and I'm able to um, share um, my heart, my energy, and uh, it's really great. It's really beautiful. I've met some amazing people and they are also supportive also with my podcast. To me, it's kind of like my, working my matrix job because when I escape the matrix, that's when I'm out in nature, I'm self-discovering, I am connected, I am grounding, I am doing the most to pour back into myself so that way I can continue to live in my purpose. I am fulfilled and I am blessed. I'm abundant. Not that I'm not that at work, but like when you can step back and disconnect and spend time with my animals and stuff, man, or spending that one on one time with myself and with God and out in nature and being ever learning and ever loving, I have escaped the matrix. I'm out here living my absolute best life and being so present and not living in fear. You should try it. You should try it. Disconnect. I'm going to make an episode soon called Escape the Matrix and we'll go a little bit deeper into it. But, uh, you know, that's going to be for a later date. So, yeah, I enjoyed my day at work. I got some amazing tips because it was my birthday. And uh yeah, I got to share some vibes and uh it was just overall just high vibrations all day long. So after work, I went to my parents' house and my mom made me a delicious low cal, low carb pie that was like made of fresh strawberries. It was so yummy. And uh yeah. After that I came home because I had to work the next morning. It was like a full day for me but I came home and the cherry on top too was uh, a really good conversation with one of my favorite people in the whole entire world and uh, It was just it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. Uh, I just soaked up all the love and all the energy and uh, That was the day of my birthday Now let's get into the weekend, though. The weekend, though. So on March 14th, I had released the One Love episode. And the One Love episode was a special tribute episode for my lost brother Hideki. And if you haven't already, make sure that you check it out. You can catch all previous episodes on all of the platforms. So the One Love episode was super special, and it represented a lot of things for me. Not only did it honor my lost brother Hideki, but it also symbolized so many deep feelings and emotions for me. And what I realized after releasing this episode was that it took me seven years to really transmute that energy into something really beautiful and to actually celebrate his life. Whereas all the years before, it was always one of those solemn or somber days where I would get together with friends and other people who would remember Hideki, and we would go over to his memorial, or we would go eat crawfish, do something that we loved together, um, to really, uh, remember him, and, um, I'm actually, this episode, that is a recap episode, is actually being released on his birthday, April 30th, so, um, just lots of full circle things. And uh, as I had mentioned before on in the One Love episode, that Hideki was a huge part in this whole uh, podcasting, streaming thing, because he was podcasting and streaming before streaming was even a thing. So he and I had always had talks about doing this together, and I would record little pieces for him when he would DJ. So um, it just all of it just together it was just like so amazing that it's here now it's happening but more than that I was actually gifted some of Hideki's old streaming um, audio so I got to listen through to all of it hear his voice and it was just so surreal but one thing I realized is that he always wanted to be celebrated and so that episode truly celebrated him. And although I miss him and wish he was here to be podcasting and recording with me, in in a way he has been. And a little backstory about my weekend. So um, right after I had dropped the One Love episode, it was actually so beautiful the way everything just came just happened and came full circle. So um, Hideki had put me on many years ago into the Gritzy movement, and uh, most people who did hang out with us or who went to the shows with us, um, Gritzy was a dubstep or drum and bass uh, movement that was put on by one of our homies, Siraj, and Siraj brought the wall of bass to Houston, And there were so many people who would go to the shows at Warehouse Live, and he had so many awesome uh, dub uh, DJs that would come, and just, oh man, it was so fire. And it still is fire now. Siraj actually now has his own spot, 809 Pierce. Um, it is one of my favorite spots in all of Houston, and I will say, Siraj has the best sound system in Houston, hands down. You do not get the bass and the vibes like you get at the dive. So y'all got to check it out if you're ever in Houston. Uh, Hashtag keep Houston gritzy. Anyway, Hideki had uh, put me on to a lot of these dub artists and um, one of my favorite dub artists was Sook Knight. And the last time Sook Knight came to Houston was um, at the silos which was amazing and this was actually a year after Hideki had passed so I went to this uh, to the silos and celebrated uh, his life at that show and since then I hadn't seen Sook Knight and he was just always somebody who was on my playlist I would hear it when I'd hear it and I'd always think about Hideki so tell me why right after I release the one love episode for Decky, I find out the very next day that Sook Knight was going to be at the dive, Siraj's spot, on April 9th, which was my birthday weekend. And also was a gritsy going on, like... When I tell y'all how excited I was, I was like, oh man, I don't even go out anymore. I'm 35, and I'm like, yo, that's for the birds. I was doing that way too long. And so nowadays, I'm like, I'm all about that wholesome life. And uh, I'll be yawning out there. I'll be yawning at 1130. But it was definitely one of those full circle moments where I was like, man... You came through, bro. You came through. He's still showing that love. And that was just something that just really touched my heart. And not to mention, so um, Friday night, I went out with uh, some friends and I met a couple of strangers and they were celebrating with me. I mean, there were so many people who just like, Gravitated towards me that day, and I was like, "Oh, this is my birthday weekend." They were like, "Oh man!" So they they all celebrated with me, which is amazing. And some people were meeting other people. I'm sorry, I don't know what your name is. And I was like, "Yo, it doesn't even matter." And (laughs) and it was so cool because they were like, "Yeah, I don't even know your name." And I was like, "I don't even know your name to introduce you to the people that I do know." And I was like, but you know what? That celebrates me. And literally the group of people did a cheers to that. And I was like, yes, I loved it. It was beautiful. And I was like, it celebrates me because this is who I am. I like to introduce random people. I meet friends instantly, like, and even made new friends that night. And when I tell you I dance because I wanted to celebrate me by dancing to some house music, and then Siraj at the dive just so happens to have a house party going on on Friday night when I was only planning on going there on Saturday for Sook night. Man, I danced with these people who became friends. It was amazing. And that was the plan. I wanted to celebrate me by doing all the things that I really loved and wanted to do. And I love house music and I love to dance. I love the dive and I love the vibes. So it was like meeting new people and friends and... And just dancing with these strangers. It was really just me celebrating me. So then Saturday night comes along, and Sook Knight is there, and I literally got to meet him, chop it up with him, talk to him, take a photo with him. I got to share the beautiful full circle moment that brought me there at that moment and he was like blown away he was like oh man that is so amazing that's beautiful and he even he said he was gonna do a VIP dedicated one and he played it and it was one of our favorite songs and I was just like man over the moon I was like so happy it was just really 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 beautiful so I'm thankful He also hit me with some lit gear, so shout out to Sook Knight. That was a super beautiful night and a super awesome set that he did at the dive. So what a birthday weekend that I had. I mean, just everything was so amazing, and it felt so, so good for me to celebrate me. So 35 was definitely a milestone and a birthday to remember. And the month of April, like I said, belongs to me.
1: me? Yo, it's Wardy here. I just want to wish a happy birth dizzle to the bizzle. You hear me? And uh, you know, it's been an amazing, amazing journey with you. Um, A great friend for a long time. Um, Couldn't wish you A happier life. You know, many more birthdays. And, you know, you're one of my inspirations. Such a great human. Such a great person to be around. Everything uh, about you is special. And I appreciate you, Bizzle. So, uh, thanks for tuning in to Bizzle's birthday episode. Be looking out for the podcast's first live YouTube video where Monica is going to be visiting with Milk Money, the Fade Doctor, to meet his mental health group. It's going to be third eye-opening.
0: You heard me. Thank you so much, B, for doing all of the things that you do and for having such beautiful things to say about me. I appreciate you, Bizzle. Thank y'all all all for tuning in again. And be looking out for that first Third Eye Therapy YouTube video, Chopping It Up at Milk's Barbershop. It is going to be so beautiful, and I can't wait to share it with y'all. Stay tuned, and we'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.